Thank you all for listening to One Mic Stand. Do follow us on our Facebook and Instagram page. That is O-N-E underscore M-I-C-S-T-A-N-D. Also, follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts with the same name. And last but not least, to all our groupies, we could not have done it without your support and feedbacks. Fuck yeah. Ashraf, this week our podcast hit 2,000 listeners. 2,000 only. That's not enough. 200,000. Okay, that's good. That's what I want to hear. So this guy is going to bring us to 300,000. Up into the stratosphere. Mr. Ridwan Gane, otherwise known as... One Vegan. Welcome to our podcast, Mr. One. Thank you for having me. The one and only. <laughs> the chosen one. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Mr. One? I'm loving How's things, man? Good. I've been... Actually... Been busy uh, with things. Uh. Yeah. yeah. With your uh, record projects and things like that. Yeah, with the currently busy with the pop up store at uh, Substation Box Office, mm. which is part of this uh, program by National Gallery also and Substation called uh, Novel Ways of Being. Uh. Okay. Uh, so uh, how's how's that coming along? I mean, what do you do there and things like that? Do you uh, have a collaboration with sub substation or something? Is the pop up store is pop up store there? So macam macam biasa, kedai biasa jual record, buku and stuff like that. Then I also under kerjakan part of their what they call it uh, uh, associate artist. Yeah. So I. Some some kind of curate or uh, organize uh, events ah, macam next week uh, August eh wait, August blah October oh, we went, we, 9 we, we went way back ah. <laughs> we actually <laughs> went back October 9, 10 and eleven <laughs> ada uh, screen printing uh, workshop uh, collab with Emprinstick uh, uh, ni Asman Khalil yeah, yeah. okay then. On the night, we collab with Beaded Soul, buat some mm. craft punya workshop. So, so, yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry, carry on. You're going to say something. So, like, like when we are there, kita also do other things. Ah. Not just like selling our stuff, but what Selling yourself. And, yeah, selling ourselves. <laughs> Sell, helping other friends to sell themselves also. <laughs> I know of one. Uh. Chef, uh, you going to call Chef Bob, yeah? Oh, he's good at selling stuff. Wait, but where do you see yourself as? You see yourself as an artist? Or you see yourself as a promoter? Because I've seen you around the longest time. Are you part of a band or before? I used to play in a band uh, okay. uh, called uh, Force Under Circumstances or short, short for FUC. Okay. What, what kind of genre is that? Uh, it's a hardcore punk band. Uh. Oh really? Yeah, uh? yeah. That's uh, uh that's so unlike the look that you have, uh. you're so prominent, right? Everybody sees you everywhere, you know. You know that right? Uh, you yeah. you don't maybe you don't notice that, but people notice you walking around. I don't want to notice them. Uh. Sometimes <laughs> even when I blink I saw your image. Uh. <laughs> so yeah, are you do, do you see yourself as someone who promotes local artists, local band, or do you see yourself as a person who is part of a band? Uh I don't see, I won't say as an artist because I think I, I'm more involved with artists. Okay. So, surrounded by 
artistic people, creative people, yeah. and also young people. So I see myself I've been like okay, dah lama at doing like helping people lah. I think yeah. it's more about helping friends and artists and whatever. Yeah. So and like you say if if you say you say I'm prominent right yeah, so you are pro- prominent yeah so probably that's why also I can probably get contacts with people and like oh pernah nampak ni budak yeah, so I, it's easy for me also to help other people yang malu-malu nak come forward to do things so I think part of it is that ah uh, maybe since I'm prominent already kan so yeah or maybe you just go around walking around just to look prominent <laughs> Uh, I think today I want to go Yishun. Tak sampai, tak sampai. I want to attract some attention. Probably I'm at the prominent place lah. Yeah. Yeah, because like, dulu uh, Sesekot is based at Haji Lane and Bali Lane, and dah jadi tempat port budak-budak yang baru naik and yeah, all that, yeah. then abang-abang and mak-mak motor and like, like every damn people is there lah. So yeah. probably that's why I become prominent like. Like when the shop is there, practically is like every day of the year, kat sana except Hari Raya. Mm. Oh. <laughs> oh, you're there every day? Yeah. Because oh, I stay man. there also. Okay. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay, so okay. I'm there every day. Then like if people tak pernah nampak, then... That's a lie. Uh, uh, yeah. Never see one <laughs> vegan, that's a lie, man. So back to this, sorry, F-U-C band that you were in. What were you playing? Bass? Drum, guitar, uh, I'm the vocalist. Yeah, the vocalist. Yeah, uh. but the band is short-lived because like everybody else is more focused on other things. But yeah. from time to time we play, we perform. Yeah, but okay. yeah, that kind of thing. Uh. Any plans to revive this band? Uh, at the moment, the interest with everybody is not there. So... Okay lah, we are... If you need tabla player, Talib can play tabla. <laughs> or sitar, for the matter. Boleh juga lah. Either way, yeah. I'm fine. But yeah, but at the, at the moment, there's no so-called... Tak ada... No demand lah, no uh, demand. No, no, no niat to go back into... But you're not part of a reggae band lah? No, never. How is this even possible, sir? It's an insult. If the first time I saw you... Hmm. With your dreadlocks, the long dreadlocks, like whatnot. Rapunzel, <laughs> not Rasputin, ah, eh? Rapunzel. Yeah. Okay, I would have thought that you would be playing in a reggae band. Yeah, I think that's also a lot of people thoughts, ah, because when I think we were playing on the second or third maybe beats, because mm. me and my guitarist also have dreadlock. Yeah. So when we go up, like okay, okay, let's see the reggae band. Yeah, <laughs> then. We are not lah, we just like hardcore punk band, like political, like on stage we just like blah blah blah, yeah. fuck this and that. Uh, so it's like different thing like, eh, alamak, ni abang-abang fierce lah. <laughs> <laughs> so, why people call you one vegan? I'm sure a lot of people will be wondering. I mean, maybe it's obvious, but some people might not know. First thing, uh... All the ones have a nickname. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like, too many of them. Yeah, uh, there's too many of one. So practically, I'm the only vegan. Yang ada like the only one yang namu yang vegan. Yeah. So it becomes that lah. Like there's one vegan. One vegan is me. Then there's other ones with 
One vegan Belakang ada Wanderlub Wanderlub One of them ah. And Like Some of my close friends Just call me vegan Oh Serious It's like become my Middle name already So So then it's just Stuck that way So Ridwan vegan Gani Nah. Actually, that gun vegani, you know, it's just this it kind of like go along with it, yeah. vegani. Yeah, sometimes I just write Ridwan with the V and Gani behind, yeah. so like vegani. So like people like V to apa like ah. Uh, yeah. Then I just like ah, what would do? Tak tak pernah explain yeah. Like so if you know, like I'm one vegan, then they know the. These are vegan thing. How long have you been doing it? And I, why? Why? I like me. I, I mean, we are meat eaters. Yeah. I think we are planning to eat you after this. Okay. <laughs> like I think veganism is very new. I think not new lah now, but yeah. like maybe ten or twenty years back is new. But it's also kita me society is always like meat is always been part of the food system. Mm. Yeah. But uh, when I'm growing up, like. Like I see, I I'm involved in like a lot in punk and hardcore movement lah. Yeah. So during the probably early 90s, there's there's this uh, animal rights thing that is going on. Macam like a lot of American bands, British bands are like singing about animal rights and stuff like that. So baca and like ambil tahu then like. Then you are you are aware of like a lot of wrongdoing in the meat industry. Mm. You see, then you mean the the, the slaughtering, slaughtering process and things slaughtering, like that. Slaughtering, like the industry itself is like wrong lah. It's not just like the slaughtered slaughtering part, which is the end result, but like in the farm, uh, the breeding process. Yeah, and the transportation and everything else is like totally inhumane ah for for someone who like. Unaware like especially we all lah semua budak-budak kota kan yeah. we are, are detached from all this kind of thing you know yeah. so if if you don't apa go out and like really want to find out about it you were totally like eh, is this really happening what what if you found out about this because this is interesting to me I, I it's the first time actually someone actually came up and, and say want to explain like and yeah, talk yeah. about this ah uh, like okay during my time I'm when like Probably that that time was probably I'm fifteen sixteen, like to find out about all this like through books ah because to zaman tak ada Google no YouTube no, no YouTube nothing, and yeah. all that is is really like baca then uh, magazine there's like animal rights magazine and all that and and just it's only pictures of animal being treated like okay like for example in ah uh, macam chicken meal farm yeah. it's like That small space is like for so many hundred chicken yeah. that they can't even spread themselves out. Oh, so it. I thought four grow was bad, man. I didn't know that. It's yeah, like, it's so it's not natural. Yeah, it's like practically all. Ah, uh, what animal that is bred for meat? Yeah. Ah, uh, their their purpose in life is just to be eaten. Yeah. Because there's no. Their their natural cycle is totally gone because like you are born in the meat so called industry, yeah. then you will end up die and like disposable heroes. Yeah, like, like end up on a yeah. someone's plate, ah. Yeah. So, like, at first, 
I'm not into so much about like the meat thing ah. My my involvement on animal rights is mostly like oh animal testing okay. and that kind of stuff. But like as as you grow older and like read more, it's like, macam eh tak boleh so like I can yeah. imagine myself like eating all this kind of thing. Understand? Yeah. So so I guess even egg you don't take eggs. Nah, but do you, do you drink milk? I don't drink milk. What the? F- Really? Yeah, you've uh, gone. Ah, uh, that's why it's called vegan, ah. Uh. Oh, uh. because I know that some yeah, people, they, some people, yeah. even though they're vegan, but I think they can they drink milk. So or if they if they are drink, they are drinking, they are just vegetarian, ah. Uh. Oh, uh, like, now that's the different. Yeah, okay. like if like the lacto vegetarian, they ah uh, then avo vegetarian, then the pescetarian, then there's the different you know kind. All then these the, terms, ah. Uh. Ah, uh, then then yang extreme is vegan, ah. Uh. So you are the extreme one. Ah, so yeah. because, uh, like vegan is not only about eating; it's like life lifestyle. It's a lifestyle, ah. Like you don't wear leather, you don't use animal tested product, everything, ah. But this um going vegan doesn't affect me for our listeners, ah. It doesn't affect your health or anything. It's still normal. I. I rarely go to the doctor ah. So actually time dulu kerja full time kan. I know how my I even know like how my body works I can like just bluff the doctor. Okay, the doctor, this eh? is interesting because I might need this help. Kiran King ah King. How to uh, bluff king, the doctor. <laughs> yeah. How is to increase your body temperature say I I'm I'm having a fever. This is good for those NS Yeah, yeah I need this uh, guide from you that, now. That kind of thing because you already know your body. Because if like now I have something that have milk, my hands start being itchy in like 10-15 minutes. Oh, why is that? I don't know. I think it's probably your your body system already reject all this kind of thing as not non essential to your body. Ah, uh, so like I can do that lah. Just like. Uh, I think I got some. Oh, for you. But what about us? What advice do you have for us who wants to king and go to the doctor? So you should know your body. Ah. Because ah. that's love what my, we we I supposed to know about ourselves. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like what go in into our body, you must be aware. Right? So whatever you can take and cannot take, you don't need the doctor. Ah. Because the doctor will always ask you when you come. Hey, what happened to you? Ah. He, they never say, oh, I know you are sick. That's called like, apa. That's called a bomo. Ah, yeah. <laughs> the doctor say, hey, what's wrong with you today? Ah, uh, anything wrong? They won't like come to you. Oh, I think you got stomach ache right today. Tak pernah apa. One look at your face, I know you're sick as well. You sick freak. <laughs> so yeah, I like most of the time probably fever now and then ada lah. But like other things like when I was working full time, practically I go to doctor just because I wanna. I want to get an M- MC. Uh. King, just see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to rest from work. <laughs> I just feel like you know, one of those days, huh? Yeah. Should I take milk or should <laughs> I take eggs? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, how how heavy is your hair, one? At one point in time, I've seen you. It's quite long and thick. I I, <laughs> I, I okay. That sounds wrong. Okay. <laughs> No, but hair really, hair. yeah, but really, I used to yeah. have seen how, it. How heavy is your hair? For the listeners who don't know, this guy is like Rapunzel. Lah. 
Okay, when I cut my hair until my shoulder, because previously it's up to the ground lah. Okay, and how many up meters to the is ground? There? No, because sometimes I see you tie yeah, your yeah, hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, because you tie and then it's still flowing. So I, yeah. I, so it is actually I don't know. It's kalau tak tak macam orang kata siput kan? Yeah, yeah. It will be on the floor. Yeah, be dragging it lah. Ah, so that's why it's like in a bundle. So probably I don't know. It should be less than two meter lah because I'm not that. And I think you are the tall. only one with that length of dreadlock in Singapore back then. I think you can pass off in Asia, man. Yeah. In what? Asia. No, Asia. China woman. Okay, let's banyak, not pull. But let's not. Ramu panjang. Let's but, not pull woman into this. Ah, uh, we're talking about dreads. Sadu ah, some of the sadu in India have long, really long dreads. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yes, okay. <laughs> a point. <laughs> But what makes you decide to cut it off? Chop it off? Uh, wow, it's, it's a pressure. Uh, pressure <laughs> by people around me. Those close to me. Uh. Uh. Uh, and also, my belakang, like the, because it's so heavy, mm. that my middle, like, patch. There's patch, a ball it's patch. Like it's pulling because I have one big lock uh. that is already matted together. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, yeah, there's like there's two two reason ah. But wh- why why do you do this in the first place? Do what? Why do you have those dreads in the first place? Oh. When, and since when do you started having those? Like after NS lah. After NS, I I already start growing growing it ah, so called. What about reservice? I didn't go reservice. Oh, excellent. King, <laughs> <laughs> do you do you have uh, itchy hands and uh, when you? Uh, <laughs> I just say I have uh, knee problem. Oh okay okay. okay. Uh, then I go and downgrade ah. Uh. I see. Okay, that's that's normal lah. Uh. Even I uh go through that that motion also. Yeah. So like I didn't do one cycle at all, and when you are thirty nine, they just give you a letter you finish. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Finish the service. So it's it's quite easy lah. Was it hard? <laughs> was it hard for you to lose that long and thick dreads? dreads. <laughs> oh, do you cry now when you cut it? It's not cry lah. I won't say cry because that time this was like I think coming to three years ah. My wife was there lah yeah. to witness it because that's what. To wipe away your tears, just say no it. No lah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, before I cut my hair, actually, yeah. I leave uh, my dress all over the place. What do you mean by you leave your dress yeah, all over the place? Mean like wherever I go, like there's a river or water, I would snip a bit and. Oh, it's like a ritual, lah. Huh? Kind of a ritual, like I leave my what your mark, my ayah uh, territorial piercing. Yeah, everywhere. Uh. <laughs> then I really then I cut my like add the rest. So it's it's a gradual thing, lah. Actually, not. not Do you go to a barber or friend of yours cut that dreadlocks off? It's my friend that works in a barber shop. <laughs> 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 Because I have a lot of barber friend, so everyone say, if hey, if you cut, you want to cut your hair. Yeah. Did, did is one of those guys Fahim? Ah, uh, not Fahim. Is ah, uh, this guy called Akid Ami. He's also a musician, ah. So yeah, back then, I don't know because apparently that he get the shop at 
like he's working at uh, A Street at yeah. Haji Lane. Yeah. So it's like going back to where. Yeah. Ah, uh, lah. Your roots. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. So I just go back to Haji Lane and have it cut. Ah. Uh. Interesting chap, man. This guy. I'll be sad uh, if those. I mean, those kind of dreads. I think he went through. It. I think he went through a phase. Uh. I think he's like somewhat. Um, he went through this phase of being there, and then he got married, and then after he's prepared for another journey in life. Is that true? Uh, I think it's it's kind of like that because uh, I was like earlier. I was in this relationship with a girl for seven years, yeah. and I was not accepted because of my locks, ah. Mm. okay, okay. So okay. this time around, my mom say, ah, you better think properly, lah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. So yeah, so like that time. So like, you kept your locks over a girl, ah, at one point in time. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. Not many people would do that, no. Yeah. So, would you do that, not Talib? Hmm. Depends, uh, it all depends. Uh. It all depends on the individual that I meet. If it's time to go, then it's time to go. Uh. Okay, so let's get back to music. Mm. Okay, you have helped um, the local scene, correct? What was the first band that you helped? Can you remember? Uh, under Street Record, uh, the first release was a compilation. Mm. So it's like involving 10 bands, uh, 10 hardcore punk bands but like uh, for uh, just band release uh, is this band called The Japs uh. The Japs okay yeah. but what, what kind of band is that hardcore it, punk it's, it's yeah. a hardcore punk band and it's called The Japs because it's like Japs uh, so they like anti-drug band uh. I thought Jap like you know boxing Jap uh, I Jap, thought it's Jap. Japanese Japs Japs J-A-B-S <laughs> oh okay. uh. this, this can be interpreted in so many ways <laughs> yeah 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 then that was the first. Then after that is like other bands like Plain Sunset, Say Speed, Oh, uh, Fifty Nine Minutes, My Square Circle, and Pinhole. But right now I haven't been releasing much artists or bands uh, album lah. So how do you go about? You just approach the band. Uh, and ask them to be on the compilation do you pay for their recording or anything how how does this process go about the process goes differently with different bands uh. like uh, it depends on our budget and their budget so it's it's more of like actually all the bands that I work with even though we are we call ourselves a label but it's also like how fast they want to do it so it depends on like oh it's more of a project with us lah, yeah. So every band have different arrangement lah, okay. yeah. So it's it's really free and easy. Like, it's there's no contract or anything ah. It's like, like how most like punk and hardcore bands work ah. It's it's not like what commercial record label ah. Yeah. yeah. So once you release the band's music or compilation. Mm. Do you have how do you promote them after that? Do you find them gigs? Yeah, most most of the release we will have a so-called launch or that kind of thing. Uh, uh. Okay. And then go to Malaysia, Australia or wherever, uh, depending or on. Or even what, Australia. Uh like so, uh, 
think playing sunset we went to Australia then my square circle we went Bangkok and play mm. yeah depends on actually like where they want whatever of course Singapore and Malaysia is a must lah mm. yeah. but elsewhere is depend on how much they willing to come out or how much we have at that time so it's, it's really what the band want lah is yeah. as, as much yeah not not so much like oh what we want for you ah. and I noticed the kinds of band that you collaborate or promote uh, hardcore punk uh, what alternative uh, bands mostly in early in the early days a lot of hardcore punk then after that ska then like lately like pinhole like rock and roll then the zozis are like uh, humor rock band so it is Over time, we work with a lot of different would, bands. But would you consider? Why are you laughing? I even finished my question. I I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know why I'm laughing. Let's see a black metal band. In Singapore, there's a lot of black metal bands, or even metal band, you mm. know, death metal bands. Would you go in that direction, or would you rather be safe and? Help promote this genre, this group of people. I think it's not about being safe. Ah, uh. it's it's also about ah uh, whether they can work with us or not. Ah, uh, because I think like there's a lot of ah uh, metal labels out there that are more relatable to them. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. Ah, uh, okay. it's about it's because it's it's a working connection and you know that kind of environment like kalau. You go out of a instant like you you sometimes it's like yeah ah, kau nak sign kita kau like do you even listen to black metal or what mm-hmm. or that kind of thing because like if you don't know then it's like but but let's see if I come to you mm. with my cop spin <laughs> my black metal attire and I give you my demo and it's so good would you promote me why not okay why don't you come to the next podcast in your black metal outfit. <laughs> <laughs> That will scare the living shit out of the guests. I don't know. I might just paint a clown um, <laughs> thing on my face instead of a cop's paint. <laughs> so, yeah. But you don't have any reggae bands with you. Still. I DJ. I'm a reggae DJ. Lah. Okay. okay uh, lah, at least we are somewhere. Uh, yeah, because yeah. I cannot accept this, man. I really can't. Uh. You looking like Bob Marley and all this kind Because of stuff. I, I, personally, I think it's difficult to play reggae. Oh, okay, okay. This one is interesting. Uh, because like, you can play reggae, uh, like pop reggae, all this kind. Like, you repeat every day, Bob Marley, Bob Marley. I, I, I'm not into But, that. So yeah, anyways, that uh, reggae face that you had. And now you have uh, your DJing, basically. Yeah, it's not a reggae face. Lah. Nah, no, sorry, yeah. sorry. <laughs> that's, 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 that's out, yeah. yeah. That's like belittling him. I mean, you say a no, 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 no. I don't mean it that way. Yeah. yeah, but even if he's not offended, <laughs> I am offended. <laughs> okay, sorry. Let me rephrase that. This face that you went through for 25 years, and then after that, basically still into it now. But like I said, I cannot get the fact that you don't have any uh, reggae band signed. And when I say that someone actually, uh, when when someone has dressed, say, "Oh, you Bob Marley, that kind of stuff." But personally, I don't like that 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 uh, label of yeah. Bob Marley to someone who actually listens to it because there's so many, so much more uh, fantastic artists around. Correct. But like I said, you do look like him, man, and you get that a lot. I'm sure, no doubt about this, ah. Uh. Yeah. So. But yeah, but to me, like. 
Reggae means a lot more than just Bob Marley ah. Of course, yeah. Yeah, so uh how about Zalias Hamid's Dangdut Reggae? It's it's a good try of mixing some reggae element to dangdut lah because it's okay. like if you fast forward dangdut to now right yeah. like the modern dangdut and and if you you bring that music to Jamaica right now it's similar to dancehall. dancehall I don't like that right? I don't like yeah that yeah kind of so stuff, yeah. yeah that's why it's like that's the commercial part of it lah if, if you nak pergi like oh the roots of reggae then it's like it's really being heard in like popular radio lah yeah. yeah it's always because what Mali is the superstar but yeah. like there's a lot of of course yeah reggae music out there that's why that's why I think uh, I DJ be a reggae DJ is much more easier for me to educate to the masses what reggae is than playing in a band because when you play in a band everyone like, eh Bob Marley lah satu Bob Marley lah satu oh yeah that's just yeah. shit lah yeah. you know uh, that's so annoying ma, could you be loved like, you but, know when that, that reminds me of this when we had Syed in the podcast right I was telling him uh, I said look the thing is I, I like you guys at Hard Rock but the shit that you all play I just can't accept it uh, because I, I understand why you're going through that direction yeah. but we need more than that uh, but it's just ah uh, man really and then uh, just just the way it is it's a job is it for them yeah, yeah. so yeah. yeah unfortunate but i think they are much much more talented than that so like when when you dj people come to hey, you have this song say no it's i don't bring this song yeah because, oh because you i play records and then like if tada tada lah, you know you know I, it's not that i i play from my phone or what true, yeah. <laughs> yeah so sometimes like like places like not all the time you play at places that you know people are open to listening to like anything or or non non hits music yeah. so sometimes like people come eh hey, uh, can play bob mali not then how about like, no 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 <laughs> no sometimes i play bob mali song that is from their non commercial album. album yeah when i say i just play actually yeah but you have no idea that it's him yeah that's why so it's it's like it's sad lah like what how like reggae music has become because it's like it's popular in a way that is just Bob Marley I think it's there's two ways to look at it one he kind of brought it to another level and into international fame whereas he introduced more people to the music mm. and another thing is it's shit when you go to a, a for example let's say you're, you're attending a live show and, and they want you to play Hotel California mm. Is that stuff? Oh, they want you to play smoke on the water. Yeah, yeah. Same shit. Yeah. What is your stage name? <laughs> being a reggae DJ, I'm Ras, sure you have. Ras Irie. Oh, that's your Instagram uh, ID, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Really have? Uh, <laughs> I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Uh. <laughs> Why that name? Uh, Ras Ras Irie. Yeah. Okay. Ras is. Rasta term Ras is like Prince. Okay. Yeah, like that's where uh, the movement get its name lah, Rastafari. Yeah. So it's actually from the Prince of Ethiopia, Rastafari. Yeah. Yeah. So I just say Ras and Iri is just 
in uh, See, as in like Ras as in the Prince of Ethiopia is uh, Ali Selassie yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. so Airi in Rasta lingo is like good feeling and stuff like that lah. Yeah, so Nars Airi and like Interesting. because R I is also part of my name right R I D H uh, Ridwan so yeah One mic stand stand Thank you all for listening to One Mic Stand. Do follow us on our Facebook and Instagram page. That is O N E underscore M I C S T A N D. Also, follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts with the same name. And last but not least, to all our groupies, we could not have done it without your support and feedbacks. Fuck yeah. And one interesting thing, the late multidisciplinary artist Lee Wen. Mm. Okay. He's the Cultural Medallion Award. Yeah, Singapore Cultural Medallion. He wanted to nominate you. Well, you also know, ah. Yeah. Where That is such an honor. Where where you read this? I did my homework, man. I oh, did no, all my no. ground work. Fantastic, right? We don't come unprepared. Yeah. And there's more. <laughs> <laughs> how how does it feel? Uh, I don't know. It it feels like. Somebody of that stature in the artistic scene. Uh, those, I mean, I'm sure you know what I'm trying to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what are you trying to say, Asaf? What I'm fucking <laughs> trying to say is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back. How does it feel? Uh, actually, I feel touched, yeah, uh-huh. because he's he's much older than me. Mm. Then at that point of time, he was quite sickly. Mm. And he always make it a point, like when he's around the area, even on his wheelchair, he will pass by Balilian to just chat with me. Mm. And he always talk like, "Hey, somebody must do something this, this and that." I was like, "But how do you know him in the first place?" Uh, how do you met him? With other artists, lah. Like I, I think I visited his some friends that stay in. Perumal, Perumal was uh, this uh, old walk-up apartment where a lot of artists stay and yeah. and and work there as well. So, yeah, we meet there. Then after that, meet him a few time at substation. So like, from acquaintance then like become you know friends lah. So then after that he moved his studio at Aliwal Street. So then. That's that, nearby uh, you. So yeah. there's more interaction there. Then he he also know what I'm doing, ah, uh, because it's like within the same neighborhood and that kind of thing. So yeah, it started. I mean, to there. be recognized as somebody that's promoting local music, that is really a great honor. You know. I I also don't know what to say, but because, say because thank you, please. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because like Swiss Record started just yeah. that lah to to promote local music, yeah. and after that regional as well. So it, for for us, that's what we started with, and we never like stray away from from that uh, uh, goal lah or aim. You see, but even that, we also share. Like other good music lah, it's not just local lah, but yeah, but that's our main goal lah. Yeah. How else do you think local music can be promoted? 
I think the only besides the band must be good lah. I mean the I think over the years the band has improved ah with all the new technology apa apa ni semua like has the infighting in the bands uh decreased now? That one I tak masuk campur ah but <laughs> I think the only weakness Singapore have yeah. is our radio ah. Hmm. Okay. Like everywhere else, even in the UK, yeah. the radio have to play at least a certain percentage of lo- their local music. Mm-hmm. So our English radio play shit music, repeat, repeat, repeat. Don't know who. Sorry, what was it? Shit. Okay. Shit yeah, music, shit music. Yeah. Like whatever lah, whatever, whatever pop, pop artists they have now, like yeah. 10, 20 times a day. Yep. Then like, uh, leave one hour for local music at two two a.m. or three a.m. They, they do play local music, eh? Sometimes ah, like I think if you tune in at four o'clock, maybe four a.m. But I have to admit, Borhan, mm. Brother Bo, in a way also help a lot of local bands by promoting But the music on his station. That's Radio Melayu. Oh, okay, like, you have a point. We have like more than five, six, seven, eight English radio, so there's no dedicated radio for. Local music. I I can sense the anger in you right now. Why? Maybe, is it because they think local music, local musicians are shitty? Because they are a commercial radio, ah, they just sebo with money. Because if okay, you see, ah, like coming from a reggae person, yeah. just look at Jamaica. Yeah. Their size, probably like small size, but of course, lah, bigger than Singapore, and their population is not much more than Singapore. Yeah. And you they, mean the local population, lah, not yeah. foreigners, okay? Then reggae music is like known to the world. Yeah. Like even now, lah, even now that uh, they don't have like so so, so strong artists like back in the 70s and 80s, but it's still playing in everywhere international. Like Singapore, you have we have so much money, first world country compared to Jamaica. Like yeah, we are East Indies, they are West Indies. Yeah. Like sim- similar, both British background, yeah, colonized by Britain, yeah. But you see their music how even they have no money, they can go international. But we with so much money, even our PM is the most highest paid prime minister in the world, do nothing also. What? Probably the universe. Yeah, because like they want to be, <laughs> they want to promote creativity and all that. But our radio don't even support anything. I tell you why. They do keep saying. Okay, sorry, sorry. They do keep saying they're promoting arts, promoting arts. Are they really promoting? They are promoting like it's like hero kampung lah. It's just within, just so that like people visit Singapore. Oh, this, 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 this. Mm. But it's like, like if you can spend so much on the military, yeah. What is like helping one band release an album? Um, I tell you why. This is, uh, I think, huh? Why is it so? Um, because these guys in Jamaica they're poor. And yeah, they that's want why. To, they they want to break out, and they 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 literally like do this, huh? And they do it wholeheartedly. For us, right in Singapore, Singapore as a country is rich, and everyone's uh, fighting this rat race. Yeah. And then they put that aside, and when uh, when you promote something, right, and when you want to do something, right, and there's always distractions all over you. Yeah. The the thing is. If is how reggae get get noticed is yeah. from inside first. The 
they force their radio to play their music and not play American or British music that it becomes their own music yeah. uh, reggae becomes the sound of their independence So, by the time, after 10 years, it's like everybody listen to reggae yeah. because that's their music. So, like, in Singapore, you go out there, like, do you know any sing- local band? Like, huh? Singapore, Singapore got band, man? Mm. Okay, so let me ask you this. In Jamaica, they are known for reggae. Yeah. And then you have the new wave of British heavy metal back then. So, all these are their unique sound to that country. Yeah. Do you think Singapore can have their unique music, their unique sound? They can have. What, by singing Singlish? Why, <laughs> why, why not? Would you do a Malay band? Why Sing not? Malay. Yeah. It's okay. I, I don't mind. Because it's like, right now also, Malay radio promote more local bands than English radio. Yeah. That actually, a lot of the bands that I used to sign before, they switched to a lot of Malay songs. Because of that. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. People But, start recording in Malay. Would that? Would I call that selling out? It's not selling out, wah. It's because if like you you can reach to more people in this region. Indonesia have like the fifth most populated country in the world. Then Malaysia got like sixteen, yeah, about twenty million people. Singapore only got five and like half a million only listen to lagu Melayu. So why not? Yeah. And the radio also don't want to play English music. Yeah. So it's not selling out. Ah. You are selling yourself to a bigger audience. Ah. Interesting point. Given the choice, would you like go to these radio stations and ask or bring the bands that are under you for them to play on the, on the, I mean on the air? Uh, I think ni semua like you know a lot of they will do it uh-huh. one or two times like do you need to pay them I don't know I I don't know no, normally they do, it's not paid lah but I think I don't know if like big record label you know push because if a local band need to pay the radio station to play the song that is wrong lah of course lah yeah but, that is not helping. Yeah, they they will only play like ah uh, during National Day. Okay, dedicated 10 ten twelve hours of local music. <laughs> they have. Uh. I they didn't have know that. Some, yeah, yeah. I, I, no, besides the the nationalistic songs, I'm talking. No, about, no, no. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I think one of those here I can't remember. Like I think ninety eight or whatever. If they if they can do like twelve hours straight of local music, means we have enough material, material to play every day. What like at least one hour or. Every other song, every other American song with one Singaporean song. Yeah, right. I think you can play one Singapore song an hour. I think that makes sense because so like, instead of the being the repetition thing, right? Yeah, you can actually have one per hour. Of course. Yeah, you can listen to Dick Lee actually. So, but that's old school, eh? Yeah. Dick Lee, yeah. big like, Dick Lee. <laughs> like we we have been like independent since what? 50 over years, right? 55, I think. Yeah, 55 years. Yeah. Like, our music start from the 60s already, what? Actually, you're right, you know. In the 60s, we are actually pretty hot when it comes to local music. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. So, And then it come, went on decline. Because nobody wants to be a footballer. 
and nobody wants to be a musician because it doesn't put uh, food on the table. Of course, because it's like if the national radio they want to to help, Correct. so I, what, I have to agree with you. There. What 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 is the national there about? What national is it? Hmm, that's right, man. You put us in a spot, ah. Uh. Bloody hell! <laughs> <laughs> no lah, it's, it's it's true ah. Like no, true, a lot, yeah, lot of yeah, label yeah. they put themselves I, I, in. What I meant was, I I I don't know what to say next. Normally, I I have always got something to say next. Oh okay. Um, and then let's talk about this then. You like to either stay within that community in Kampung Glam, which is the Nusantara of what you call in Singapore. Or you go into nature. Let's start with the kampung lam thingy. Ah, uh, okay. I started the shop at Haji Lane for a reason because uh, it's supposed to be the Malay quarter. Yeah. So if Malay businesses are not there, yeah. then what? What is the face of the Malay quarter? What? Who is? You know. Yeah. And. The identity, yeah. Mm. So, like over the years, uh, also the alcohol thing and blah blah blah, in, in, invading Kampung Glam. Oh, there was once a petition about this. Yeah, eh? yeah. Remember that uh, elderly party uh, which passed yeah, on. Yes, I also put the big poster outside my shop. Oh, mm. yeah. Okay, okay. Because, like Singapore, want to promote uh historical places. Yeah. Uh. Kampung Glam, uh, historical enclave and whatever not. But like, it doesn't go when commercialism comes in. Yeah. What is the history and cultural thing involving? Then like, ah, tempat Melayu. Then like, bar semua okay. Yeah. Then you have your MP doing nothing about it. Then, what apa have even have a Malay quarter in the first place? So, so being there, I I think that's as a young people like back at that time, you know, it's like it's something that, and it's also a tourist place, something that you can share with people that come, yeah, and like, and and when they come to the shop, it's like oh, this modern shop, very lifestyle shop, but like we we still try to maintain like who we are lah. Kita budak budak Melayu kat situ. Yeah. So, so even, okay lah, we are not good boys also, but yeah. we will try not to, you know, like, talk about it and like, oh, go there also, you know, you know, together. Yeah. It's like, okay, of course, when we, they all, nah, mabuk everywhere is, jamin pasal lah, but yeah. normally, if you come within stretch record, then like, eh, nak minum pergi cepat lain. That mm. kind of thing. Because it's like, if, if you, it's a reflection lah, like, you, you want to keep that place, a Malay enclave then stick to it lah because that's that's our culture do not tarnish yeah. the so reputation if, if you as Malay cannot respect that thing how do you expect like, other people uh, to do that uh, right? yeah. yeah so so like over the years I try to be in the area lah like also to share the historical thing of Kampung Glam can you tell us something about Kampung Glam which we do not know I don't know what you do not know lah, but I am sure you know something which I don't know. Okay, uh, 
during post oh, okay how how do you say ah post pre post, pre pre post pre is ah. before ah post post, post after yeah post war a lot of uh, nationalistic uh, meetings okay. of like the region is held in Kampung Glam. See, I don't know that. So where the istana is? Ah, uh, no, I mean the it, istana Kampung Glam, not that. Not not inside istana, but like within vicinity. The okay. vicinity, like post World War Two. Yes, post World War Two, when like in the, during like most of the nation around here are. Is this a communism are seeking for? Era, no? no, I think it's more like uh, seeking for uh, independence. Independence. Okay. So like. Like the nationalists between like Indonesia, Malaysia, and Singapore, where where Indonesia and Malaysia haven't exist lah, yeah. as uh, as a nation. So, Kampung Glam was the meeting point of like oh, the HQ. Yeah, and like they supply uniform to Indonesian nationalists to fight the Dutch out of Indonesia. It's all all come from Singapore. Are this oh. archive not? There's oh, books about it. Okay, interesting. You see, yeah. I told you right. You know something so, which I don't. So it's something that oh, how how much Nusantara is Kampung Glama. Yeah. It's not just about Singapore, Singapore per se, but it's like it involves like all the radicals history lah. Like That's yeah, history. Like all the nationalists, all like being independent from the colonial masters start from from here. Colonial masters, eh? Uh, colonial masters. Masters, eh? Uh. Colonial masters is yeah, an interesting word, man. Because Singapore is still looking up to that, what? Hmm. Yeah. That's. Uh. I mean, as Some much as they do, they claim they don't, but then again, the because that law which they left mm. is still very much practiced by all the countries which are colonized. I'm talking about like Singapore, India, um. The British colony, yeah, most yeah. of them, yeah. But most of them already destroyed a lot of uh, images or whatever History of the country, yeah. Uh, that is not megamegakan dorongnya colonial masters lah. We we did still did that what? Raffles. We, yeah, we have Raffles statue everywhere. We have Raffles name everywhere. You know what? I found out now Raffles is an elitist, you know. Yes, I've read about that also. Yeah, he's an elitist, and uh, you know who William Fakuha is a better guy than him. I read. Yeah, yeah. The that I was just about to say that William Fakuha actually did all the dirty shit. <laughs> Raffles was like the guy who tells him what to do. But uh, that sounds like you telling me. Correct. That's exactly <laughs> right. I'm Raffles. <laughs> but Raffles also have a lot of other interests, which is quite interesting, lah. Like being a Freemason. Like botany and all that kind of thing, nature. Oh really? Yeah. yeah he compiled like what animal and flowers in wherever he go, like like in Batavia and where, wherever not. So he's actually busy with archiving a lot of other things and that. But why isn't there a statue of Sang Nila Utama? Ah, that's why lah. Who is Sang Nila Utama? Man? He could be just a. <laughs> no 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 wait. It could be him. It could be Parameswara, you know. Ah, uh, but what I know is Parameswara is like a title mm. of all the kings 
from Sangrila utama punya keturunan. Hmm. So ya, yeah. something something pada suara. So is is macam seni mah that kind of thing. Yeah, That's what lah, I title. Uh, what yeah. I read lah. So okay. but yeah, Sang But I, what did Sangrila utama actually so? It doesn't matter. <laughs> really. Because that's what the main advisor yang cakap. Singer. Yeah. It can be babi then what? Babi pura. <laughs> <laughs> it's worse right? I think it's, I don't care if they say singer don't exist in Singapore. Yeah. But I tabib to the advisor say it's a singer. Actually. If uh, it's a monyet then monyet pura. <laughs> don't say so. Imagine the guy telling sang in Lautamai. That is a babi. Okay, we name it Babi Pura. No, <laughs> that sounds wrong. Why not we just say singer? So, uh, what about that? What if that happens? Yeah, that's why lah. I say it doesn't really doesn't matter what animal they saw. Actually, why can't Sangila Utama actually say okay that is a singer? But no, he had to go to. Excuse me, what do you think that is? <laughs> like like every doctor also need second opinion. <laughs> Okay, if you say like that, I would agree. Right? Okay, yeah. Doctor, he, he, uh, he seek his consultant lah, yeah. basically. So I, like historically, I I don't want to question whether singer exists in Singapore yeah. or not because I think it's a wise. But let's just just look at it uh, just for the sake of it lah. Mm. You think it's a fox? <laughs> Why fox? <laughs> That's the closest color you can get to a to a to a singer, right? Mm. Boleh juga Ken yeah. Even orang hutan Is the same color Fucking If he can't If, if he can't Differentiate <laughs> a fucking Liar and orang hutan Why the hell Is he called advisor man Call it Orang hutan pura <laughs> Speaking of which I know you like To go back to nature And you literally Go and Seek waterfalls In Malaysia Why Why? Why? Not nature. I understand nature. You want to get away. You want to go yeah. back to uh, roots and things like that. But why waterfall? Somebody mentioned this. A wise man once said, "Okay, a wise a wise woman, don't go chasing waterfalls." <laughs> <laughs> three wise women. A <laughs> three wise women. <laughs> okay. Anyway, yeah. continue. Yeah. I don't literally literally chase waterfall. Uh. Okay. Just. I think because. There's no one waterfall is the same. Okay, now that's another perspective of you. Yeah, so it's like it's not like you're going to a I don't know shopping center in Singapore, which might be a Nian Nian Poly, blah Nian shopping center. No, three 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 one three. Yeah, it's actually all the same thing inside. It's all the same shop. It's just What about this design. shopping center called Orchard Towers? Huh? Oh, Orchard Towers. That's a different, uh, yeah, this, like, different I mean, concept like, inside. The the new the new all the new set. Oh, oh you mean is, okay, it's all okay. the same, what? Yeah, yeah, true, true. But true, like, yeah. I think if you go to one waterfall, you will want to go to other waterfall. But what it's, attracts it's, you to it? Is it the strength of the water? No, actually, the the water strength depends on. The the gush of the there is this there's this period in the waterfall right where as it suddenly like boom water really really and you can literally die from that and that's that normal flow. If you ask him, he'll know. He's an expert waterfall guy. Not expert lah, but like 
there's always like the top that is very fast lah. Which people normally don't go to the top, but where the where the water fall down to. So I don't know because like there's those kind of thing. Then there's this layered waterfall that one, two, three. Then you want to go all the way up. That that is not. Ah, uh, those kind of waterfall is not as strong when it's up there. Then there's the so called what. Where the cleanest water is ah, when you are on top, so it's like. What is the best waterfall you have been to? I won't say the best ah. I what, think I haven't seen. I haven't. To you? I haven't seen enough waterfall ah. Which is the one that's closest to you right now? The closest. one that you yeah you like to go and you feel uh, nice when you're there. You feel uh, at peace. I don't know. I think all waterfall is peaceful ah. Mm. Yeah, the last. One I went is in Lombok ah. Oh. Uh, Before whatever happened to Rinjani or. Ah, uh, after slightly after Rinjani. Uh, actually one year ago ah, exactly one year ago. Ah, uh, that's that's two waterfall within the same half an hour walk. Oh. So it's it's quite a like experience like like you just like practically like oh go waterfall hopping ah. People From go bar, people go bar hopping. You go waterfall hopping. Ah, uh, like one waterfall <laughs> to another waterfall, and yeah, because it's like so near, but it's totally different also. Yeah. yeah, and I don't know. Whenever like you bathe, not say bathe lah, like go under the waterfall, like the feeling is always different. Very therapeutic. Sometimes it can be therapeutic. Sometimes it can be like, you know, painful. Ah, uh, <laughs> not not scary, but it's like it's. Makan dalam ah, like the coolness. Oh. Ah, so sometimes, oh. yeah, the the enjoyment part is different from different waterfall ah. Since you've been to more waterfalls than both of us combined, have you seen like a cave inside the um beneath the the where the water flows and then uh the 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 rocks and then after there's a cave inside. You watch too many movies. Is there a cave inside? Have you seen? So any? far. No, it's possible. No, because it's, it's of possible the yeah. La. Yeah, but so far is I haven't come to much um, other gua or anything. I think because like of the erosion from the water that keeps on flowing, and then it comes out to a hole. Most of, most of the time is always they will always like like the local people say ah, jangan pergi tengah because like you know when that one that when yeah, I'm talking about yeah, that water the, right the yeah the the pocket the the, the like the kolam inside ah yeah. yeah yeah sometimes they always say like don't go there because. Kat situ is the deepest Dangerous point. Ah. Yeah, the deepest point. So sometimes you don't know because it's not like macam laut is like gradual. Yeah. Uh, this one is like you thought it's like okay, not tak dalam then suddenly pop. You can just totally sink in. Ah. Do you do you usually go in the day or in the night? Normally in the day. Ah, because also it's better to menikmati kan. At night tak nampak sih. Like the whatever. Do you ever like what you call it betapa? <laughs> I mean, not not betapa lah. With the with the water on you, no. I I like meditation, meditation, meditation. Si pitong kana siya. When I have my dreadlock, I always it, it's I like it, it's like a ritual of uh, washing off uh, my hair. It's because the water flow pun is much better than your shower head lah. Uh. Mm. Install one in my bathroom. <laughs> but now you you can't ah uh, because it's it's COVID and you can't travel and probably yeah. let just go to the Malayan and admire. Uh. 
Melayan Also cannot go inside <laughs> And then you got lost once While looking for a waterfall Yeah Nah, that's an incident that I want to know Okay This one is in Malaysia lah Selangor yeah. We set out in early in the day yeah. Like pagi lah Then the pack makan all that Then Based on some someone's blog lah yeah. We read and everything Macam okay, okay, ni kat sini, kat sini, kat sini Then we follow lah Like literally then It It's written in the blog It says like Quite an easy hike to the waterfall. No, no GPS or anything like that. No GPS. Yeah. No, no. Apa? Reception pun because like we stop somewhere at the side of the expressway and have to just park somewhere kat tepi and just walk down, then pass by uh, streams and river lah. So we we follow lah whatever the block right. But we end up lost for nearly two hours inside and like never ending like eh, the stream just go on and on and on and then like some funny things happen like uh, one is like I reach actually the end of the river lah. Dah tak ada air lagi. Mm. So like eh, cannot be what? <laughs> waterfall tak ada air. Or do you went the opposite way? <laughs> so, actually... When we come in, we miss the, the there's four streams. We should take the extreme right, mm. but we didn't see the extreme right. We actually go to the second right. Mm. That's make that's why we get lost. So how do you recover from that? How do you manage to find the waterfall? After hiking for one hour plus, then like some funny thing happen, like no water. Then we end up like. Dah macam rock climbing places ah, like there's this rock that actually we can go through. Then like, eh, it's funny because like along the way, actually, the spots that we supposed to look out for is there. It's the same, even though we are on the wrong trail, we saw it. So that's why we just like, eh, tak boleh ah, tak mungkin this is the ah uh, wrong wrong path. But after the the stream, the end of the stream, then this rock climbing thing was not even inside the block <laughs> like like eh, takkan nak kena panjat like really literally have to panjat and go across then like after I climb like a bit I say like eh, this one cannot be but like. at least you are lucky it's in the day not in the night yeah yeah, yeah. then after that because I with two two female uh, my wife and the friend so so I'm the only guy ah. so literally I'm just heading So you're the hero lah. Ah, no, bukan hero lah. Like, <laughs> responsible one lah. Yeah, okay. So, on on one of the like, someone that, like, dah satu jam lebih, eh, because it start to drizzle. So you see, uh, let's turn back ah, because we don't know whether it's going to be heavy rain or what. But, what make we turn? Because I saw a cobra. On, on the tebing sungai tu on top of the this big rock it's a black cobra literally it's just like on standing ah ready to pounce ah oh that means it must be um 
We learn. Okay, we are now experts when it comes to snakes. <laughs> really, real snakes and snakes, as in, <laughs> as in like French snakes. Yeah. Because we got everything that we know from Usoula. Really, this guy is a yeah, snake yeah. charmer. Mm. So when the snake is doing that, yeah, it means that it's provoked. Yes. But how can it be provoked when you guys are quite far away? It's not so far. It's probably. Was it was the snake provoked by your hair? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's just that apparently the two of them didn't notice. It's only me. Okay. But when you it. pointed it out, they didn't. They I I I didn't point it out. I just say oh. because the like on the river, the rock is on the right where the snake is. We are walking in the center, mm. so I was telling them, "Jalan ke kiri, jalan ke kiri." Then they were like. Why? Why? See, jalan kiri you ni. Don't ask why. Then like after like 20 meter down, then I say there's a cobra back there. Then they say like, huh? Really ah? So like, don't tak nampak. So it's only me. So I don't know whether it's a real cobra, cobra or some penunggu or whatever. Is it a king cobra or normal cobra? Is it a red banded cobra? It's or a black, black red banded cobra. Cepat tu. Black, black color. Cobra. Because in Selangor, there's a lot of king cobra. Probably it's the king lah. <laughs> yeah, it must be a, of a certain length lah. Yeah, yeah. It, it was standing, like you can see yeah from from twenty meter is quite quite prominent lah. See the thing is ah, uh, if you are twenty meters away yeah, uh, hmm. that means it's not at a level where as you can provoke the cobra. Yeah, yeah. Because like once like I'm nearing, yeah. I already saw, so I don't go go towards there. So it's just like okay, just go on the other side because we are walking towards it actually. Don't worry. After today, I'll pass you the number to Usop Ula. Okay. Put it he will give you a tutorial on Ula. If you see one, call him. Yeah. But down there cannot call. No reception. It's okay. Shout his name three times. He will appear. You know this guy is. Uh, he 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 ever went to a competition in Perlis, you no. Know? And they give him two king cobra, two team in ten minutes. Yeah, it's crazy. Is it now podcast? Ah, uh, the cobra commander. Yeah, check it out. Yeah. So before we go on, do you have any last words to say for whatever that you are doing right now, or any advice? Substation and yeah, advices for advice, people eh? from local music. Maybe you can advise us. I think it's it's not advice lah. I would just. Tell the guys out there who's not say music or anything ah. It's like if if you want to do something, just just do it. Yeah. And for music wise, ah, uh, to all the media corp radio DJ, don't forget that we have local music ah. Ah, mm. uh, I I know you there there are bosses behind you, but like probably the bosses is also Singaporean unless you are, have been uh, employing uh, foreigners ah. <laughs> uh, that one I don't know. <laughs> But still, you are in Singapore, so you should play some at least, form uh, at of least local some, music yeah. to show your support, lah. Like whatever, fifty-five years of independence won't go anywhere if like there's no culture to this country, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Thank you so much, Mr. Wan. It was a pleasure having you on our podcast, and we hope to see you again. It's Thank long overdue, Wan. Thank, Thank you, you for having much. me. And having this in the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. Good night.